Welcome in one. Welcome in all. We are glad you're with us. And the storms have passed, although there could be some more inclement weather uh, rolling throughout the area today. But we are live. We are at Road America. It is day three of Packer Camp. Brewers are off to the ATL. They keep their eye to the scoreboard as Cincinnati goes to L.A. And uh, we find ourselves today with a boatload of drivers that want to come by and say hi, which is we always welcome them. It's fine. We'd love to have them. And uh, a rough night, uh, a rough start last night here. We got here, left Packers training camp yesterday, which, by the way, was was fantastic. And thanks to everybody that said hello. We ended up uh, going to, we talk about it all the time, the Bay Motel in Green Bay. And uh, we went over there yesterday with our guy Mike Clemens and hung out for a little bit and, and met the staff and some of the management. And we had a great time. We had a lot of fun after camp. Went over to uh, Lambeau Field, the, the pro shop. Uh, the kids uh, rode the bikes all over the place and hung out all day yesterday. It was just, it was a, a tremendous experience and one that I, I, for everybody that, you know, was in the sound of my voice, if you've never done it or never had a chance to do it, just take, it's it's so different than it is on game day. Game day, it's, it's hurry up, wait, tailgate, and go in. A, a day like yesterday, it's, you know, you got an hour and a half, you're going to catch some practice. But beyond that, just go soak it all in. Go, you know, the kids rode around Lambeau Field and took a ton of pictures. And then, uh, like I said, the pro shop, and they went into a couple of different restaurants. They went to Kroll's. They went to Hinterland. They went over to D2. They saw some of them. They went to the bar. And then after that, uh, they ended up, because they wanted cur- cheese curds from everywhere. And then after that, you know, we went over to the Bay Motel and hung out there for a little bit and then made our way southward and uh, into the mid mid portion of the state of wisconsin we are today live at road america here in beautiful elkhart lake wisconsin so uh anyway that being said that's where we are broadcasting live from today uh we're going to be here this weekend mike clemens covering uh everything going on in green bay Uh, i'm sure at some point tonight we're going to have the television on outside of the rv and we're going to be watching the brewers game and just uh after this week uh, there will be some chillaxing. There will be uh, a good bonfire in the fire pit and uh, a nice time. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. So that's first and foremost. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, Grant Bills with the program, at Wisco Grant over on Twitter as well. Grant, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bill. I uh, was just talking to Ebo in here. I leave for vacation for a week after my show tonight. So I, I got an extra skip in my step today. Nice. Nice. So, so let me ask you this. Who's doing the show next Friday? That's a great question. Ebo's, Ebo, <laughs> Ebo's doing it. He just he just uh, gave me a point and a smile. He's doing it. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Because uh, I've been following Ebo, man. He's been out in the wilderness. He is uh, He is like a lumberjack at heart. Between mountain climbing and hiking and kayaking and sitting on a sandbar in the middle of a of a river and yeah. cooking out over the open fire and yeah, I mean he's him and Jen, man, hey, they're everywhere. You they're, see wherever the, the birds are, that's where they're at right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I bet, I bet, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, so anyway, that being said, so did you guys get storms there last night? You know, Bill, I was so dialed in in my apartment last night doing research for the show today. I I didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't notice any uh, thunder, lightning, or anything like that. No, but it might have happened. I could have missed it. I suppose it was last night. Was uh, I had gone to bed? A friend of mine called me, Lyle from uh, JNL Tire Service. Uh, he called last night and said, "Hey, because he's a big NASCAR guy and he couldn't make it. He's got his grandkids and he's hanging out with them and." 
So he said, hey, enjoy the weekend. He said, hey, just wanted to let you know, keep your eye to the sky. And I said, why? And he said, because there's some pretty bad storms up north. So I looked, and uh, we had bought a three-bedroom, 10-person tent for the kids. Because the RV is big, but it's, it's, it, it's really cramped if you put six people sleeping inside it. Not that it can't be done, but it's cramped. So we bought this big tent, this 10-person tent for the kids. And they sent, say 10 people, but it's not. Ten people means six, comfortably. So we put the tent up, put the cover over the tent, uh, let the air in through the windows and everything. It's got a little port for an electrical cord, so we ran an electrical cord over there, put a fan inside it. And Kristen had bought them blow-up mattresses, these little two-inch blow-up mattresses that they could all lay their sleeping bags on. And we've got a pop-up lantern light, and they were set. So they, it was nice. They finally got them to quiet down. You know, it's, and they range anywhere from 15 all the way down to, to 10 or 11, excuse me. So got them all quiet. And I, what I didn't tell them is I have Internet in the RV because I didn't want them burning up my Internet moments. So I have Internet in the RV. So we went in there, and finally I could just flip on the TV and connect to my home Wi-Fi and watch some Sports Center and watch some MLB Network and NFL Network and such. And I'm kind of like, okay, I can breathe. And about 12.30 last night, my phone does that. Uh, lightning has been detected in your area. And I'm like, what? Because all the storms were up north. Everything was up north. And it was, like the closest it was going to get was maybe coming down as low as Green Bay, it looked like. And so I flipped open my phone because it, it scared me. It, I flipped open my phone. And, uh, and sure enough, it was this big red banana was maybe five miles from us. And the wind was howling. And we're right under this little area of trees here at Road America. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, the trees are going to come tumbling down and come crashing through the RV. So I ran, jumped up, ran outside. I, I told the kids, I said, grab your stuff, get inside. We'll leave the tent. Don't worry about it. But grab all your stuff, get inside. So they do, they get inside, and her oldest son, Jack's like, what else do you need? So I'm grabbing all the chairs and the fire pit and everything because uh, they did s'mores and stuff last night. So I'm throwing all the chairs in the trailer just to keep all that dry. Okay, pretty much everything's in except for the fire pit, which you can dump out. And we get inside, and now it's coming down like the end of the world. If you've ever been in an RV or a camper when it rains, and I mean storms, it sounds like somebody's throwing marbles from 100 feet above. It, it's just deafening so we're in there we're settled i finally get you know everybody's in a situated spot and then they go well we need our pillows and our our sleeping bags i said what are you what are you talking about oh they all they did was grab their snacks and they grabbed like their pad or their laptop or whatever and that's it oh no they didn't grab any of their stuff and by that time i mean it's a gully washer it is a deluge and I, so I ran out. I'm, now I'm really pissed. I ran out. I opened up the tent, and there's about an inch and a half of water in it. The, the mattresses are floating. The pillows are laying in the puddles. And I'm like, guys, I don't know what to tell you. You're out of luck. You, you, you didn't grab all your stuff. You just ran, and it was every man for himself. And so this morning, I know this is a long-winded story, but this, this, this is uh, – <laughs> I get up. And I got to go to work. So I throw all the equipment into our road, track, and trail uh, Can-Am, and I'm getting ready to leave. Well, Kristen gets up, and she goes out, and she goes, okay, guys, let's go. We're going to clean up all the mess from last night. And there's mud that's over the, the flooring that we lay out and everything in front of the RV. So you could tell it was a real gully washer. So she goes into the tent, 
and in the tent is they didn't even turn off the fan or unplug the fan. The fan was still plugged in, and but it's not running, but it's still lit to on. So she puts her foot in a puddle, and immediately she feels a shock because it's now in the puddle. They didn't even do that. So she pulls the fan out. We unplug the fan, the whole thing. And she's in there, ankle-deep water, over her top of her foot, we'll say, and starting to clean this stuff out. And there's mud, and it's disgusting. And she's got to work today, too. But I, I got to go. I got to get set up. And so I'm like, hey, I'll, whatever you need to do, I'll do when I get back. But for right now, whatever, just you know, get it out in the sun and let it dry. And her son, her youngest son, comes out, typical kid. He's like, when are we going to get breakfast? And I want to go to the go-karts. When, when are we doing that? And I thought for for sure I was going to have to come back with a shovel so we could bury a body in the woods. <laughs> I've never seen her get that pissed. And, and just, oh, my goodness. It's just typical kid stuff. It's what about me? I don't care about anything else. I want to know what I'm doing. And I thought that at that point in time, Beelzebub had embodied her, and she was going to step forth with horns and, and kill her own kid. And I, I thought, oh, my God, thank God we've been watching all these datelines because we know how to get rid of bodies now So because we may need to. So that was the morning. But we got set up, some tree damage here. Other than that, everything's good. Um, the, uh, the IMSA cars and the Trans Am cars are running right now. They have a race uh, that actually their race just started about, uh, I think, 10. And uh, it goes until about noon today. And uh, then they're going to have a lot of stuff over here in Victory Lane. If you're watching on the uh, on the live stream, we've got a bunch of different camera angles here today. Right now, you're looking at uh, the media center, the track, the cars going by. So it's just you know, it's uh, it's it's just a fun day. And the skies have parted. It looks like it's going to be a, a pretty nice day. I know there's some isolated thunderstorms that are scheduled, but tomorrow it's going to be mid 80s, low 80s. And perfect as the Xfinity uh, NASCAR Cup Series comes rolling through Road America and they get underway tomorrow. Two o'clock is race time. Tomorrow, two o'clock is race time. And we'll see you here. So, anyway, that's the morning. So, hopefully, everybody enjoyed the story. Uh, meanwhile, I'm reading today, as I got set up here in the media or in the uh, Victory Lane Center, um, the criticism of Jordan Love. You and I talked about this yesterday, Grant. At this point, do you think the criticism is warranted? Of missing throws at training camp? Missing, missing deep balls? throws, just the overall look of right now the starting quarterback position. Um, yeah, because we probably would have said the same thing about Rodgers or any other quarterback. Because this, yeah. this is all we have right now is training camp. Right. So naturally, we're going to go nuts over it. I think this is just par for the course, right? Yep. It's It's... I get it. I understand people's concerns 100%. Um, the criticism that I can say is legit is when you're missing throws and then when you're just physically missing throws, that's a red flag to me. It's one thing if, say, your wide receiver, which both, you know, both sets of wide receivers very young, maybe they're not on their spot. Okay, that I can understand. It's going to take a little bit of time. But when you're just flat out missing throws, you should have every bit of skill honed by now. I'm not overly concerned because what I saw yesterday wasn't terrible. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't stellar. And I keep going, Grant, I keep going back in my head. Remember when we had Clemens on and we talked about it last year. We've talked about it this year. When 
Jordan Love was running the OTAs and the mini camps. And Mike was like, yeah, he's looking okay. It's not great. You know, he's still off and then blah, blah, blah. You know, there's this critique, and it's legit, and I understand it. And then Mike said, but when Rodgers got there, it looked like an NFL professional taking over for a high schooler. And that's always something that's stuck in my head. And we didn't, we haven't seen a ton of progression yesterday versus last year versus maybe the year, year before. And that's my biggest concern is that maybe as, th- as far as throwing goes, it's as good as it's going to get. And that, that would be detrimental to this team. And that's, that's the comparison Mike Clemens gave that is Rodgers is just Rodgers. And it's, it's just an inc- entirely different level versus what we're seeing accuracy-wise and delivery and such out of Jordan Love. And that's what's concerning. So while the criticism itself this early in training camp may not be necessarily warranted, it raises a red flag because I can continually hear Mike Clemens in my ear saying it was like watching an NFL player take over for a high school football player. And, and that scares the hell out of me. I want to talk about that when we come back. Do you feel this early in camp some of the criticism of Jordan Love is warranted? And if so, give me your thoughts. 877-867-1670. Bottom of the hour, we're going to start hearing from some race car drivers. They're going to be swinging by. We're going to have a couple of them. Brad Perez is going to be joining us. He's going to come in first today. Parker Retzlaff is going to be here coming up at about 1130. Uh, Kaz Grayla and also uh, Sage Karam uh, going to be here today uh, in the third hour of the show. Uh, we're going to get Josh Balicki from right here in our own backyard is going to join us today uh, in the last hour. Also, Darnell Henrick is going to be here today, one of the drivers. And uh, we're going to be joined by Mike Clemens today. So we are loaded today with guys here at the track, loaded with uh, Mike Clemens' report coming out of Green Bay. We're going to be talking about Brewers and the importance of this uh, series coming up against Atlanta. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. We are live. We are at Road America today. Uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series comes a calling. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. Today we are broadcasting live. We're at Road America and we're talking some Packers football. Going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here in just a little bit. I uh, got uh, some stuff from yesterday as well, but uh, a lot of good stuff on Tapia Packers training camp. Day three of Packers training camp today. You've got the Xfinity NASCAR series rolling through here uh, this weekend at Road America. So we're excited about that. Uh, the Brewers are in the ATL, taking on Atlanta in a pivotal series as the Reds. Uh, Cincinnati is in L.A. And uh, they're going to be out there battling the Dodgers. And if the Brewers can get a couple of wins, who knows? Maybe Cincinnati takes a couple of losses. Cincinnati getting shut out again. Eh, you know, maybe uh, maybe things continue to dwindle for the Reds. Uh, the Brewers take a firm hold on first place. And then the schedule gets a little bit easier. And who knows? Before it's all said and done, maybe, uh, maybe the crew can uh, get a little breathing room in this otherwise uh, very tight-knit season. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Northern Lights Event Studio. And if you're looking for a terrific place to go, if you're looking for a great Wednesday night to go just kind of hang out, uh, that might be the way to go. That's our friends at uh, the uh, studio over there at uh, uh, on uh, Milwaukee's Riverfront. And uh, northernlightsevenue.com. That's Northern Lights Event Venue. 
northernlightsevent.com. Check it out for yourself. Again, northernlightseventvenue.com, and you can see all of the, uh, the you know, what they have to offer, everything from weddings and dinners and rehearsal dinners and such. So check them out, northernlightseventvenue.com. 877-867-1670. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, how you doing? Is the war is the criticism of Jordan Love this early warranted? Well, Bill, I think that uh, the kid made he doesn't come off as pressured. He doesn't sound pressured or look pressured. He looks very poised, but he's got to be feeling it. You know, this has been building for a long time, and I think he may be maybe forcing it a bit. You know, he's trying. He not because he's not conscientious. He's trying like hell. He's, you know, he's above and beyond trying. I mean, it's got to affect him, whether it's conscious or subconscious. I think he's pressing a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think it's a little early for people to make those kind of sweeping judgments. Um, you know, here's something interesting. I think this Alex Magoo kid is going to end up getting the backup spot, and they're going to put Sean Clifford on um, on the uh, practice squad, and I don't know what they'll do with Danny Etling. I like Danny Etling, but... I think Sean Clifford's a keeper, and I think this Alex Magoo kid, he's, he can run. He's got a big arm. He's got experience. He's an older guy. I'm not saying he's going to be the starter, but I wouldn't be surprised. I just wouldn't be surprised if if something happens to Jordan, if he falters, you could put this kid in. But I think Jordan is pressing. And, and by the way, your story of the of the, uh, the tent and, and all that, man, I've been in those situations before with a bunch of kids as a scout leader and, and baseball coaching and, and trips and stuff, man, that is just classic. That was fine to hear all that. <laughs> I don't know whether it gave you fond memories or it said there but for the grace of God or it gave you a PTSD flashbacks, one of the three yeah, yeah, being a scout leader. Yeah, it, so the empathy is here from, from dads out there that, you know, my, my sons and the, all the things that we did as a, you know together and, and camping trips and so forth. And, uh, yeah, I, I can totally relate, man. I had, we had this one time, we were in, deep in the Adirondacks, and my buddy says, oh, it'll only rain for a little while. We had never been out there in, like, 30-something, 40 years where it poured for seven hours, Bill. There was nothing we could do but watch the water come in. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can't even imagine. At least, you know, if it happens today, at least uh, I can send them over to maybe the media center uh, or they can sit in the RV and watch TV, or they can, you know, go kind of to the tents here where, you know, they sell things. But other than that, I, I couldn't imagine being out in the middle of the woods where, out in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do and just the rain pouring in. I, I, I think I'd pull my hair out. I'd be making up songs yeah, and, and that were inappropriate. Yeah, where we go, <laughs> where we go, we go deep in the Adirondacks. And we, you, I tell yeah. people, you go camping way in the deep, you better bring everything you need and then some. Hey, and as far as going to Green Bay, I've been there many times, man. The vibe, I get what you're saying about the vibe being a little more casual, a little more free uh, versus game day. But, uh, Hey man, you you know you you bring empathy to people. We can we can uh, we can live a sort of vicariously <laughs> through your fun. All right, I appreciate that. I, I've got that pressure on me now. Appreciate it, Derek. Thanks for listening, man. In Albany, New York, Derek giving a giving us a call. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Richard listening to us in Rhinelander. Richard, how you doing today, man? What's happening? Oh, just fine. Enjoying the nice eighty degree weather and trying to bottle that up for next winter. Yeah, I would love to have eighty degrees year round, no doubt. But uh, what I like to say is that uh, I think it's a little too early to figure out whether uh, love is the answer. I think what we need to do is see what a good coach Lafleur can be. I think what he should be doing is concentrating on using uh, the running ability of Jordan Love 
and making it so that the passes that he throws are ones that he could actually complete. I I want to see, and I agree with you, and I appreciate the phone call, Richard. That was one of the things that uh, I, I'm I'm interested once the season gets underway, and, and really as training camp goes on, and we see more of Jordan Love in the preseason. But I want I don't think they're going to do. See, the problem is I don't think they're going to do a lot in the preseason as far as um, giving you game plan or get you know running a lot of things that you're going to see in the regular season. So we may have to wait to the regular season to actually see Jordan Love on the run, Jordan Love rolling out, Jordan Love only cutting down half the field, putting it in the right place in the right time, how good he can be via movement, and then watching his footwork and such in the pocket. And then if his footwork is good and he's still not delivering appropriately or properly, then you start to raise concerns. I just don't know at what point we're going to see it to have, like, legitimate criticism. Right now, the one thing I feel bad for Jordan Love is, Jordan Love, all he has for comparison is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we're used to a certain... The the bar is set, man. The bar is set. And it's at a level that is extremely high. And so if, if he doesn't reach that magnitude... That is what he's always going to be compared with, and and fair or unfair. And so I think we're looking at it through an Aaron Rodgers lens, and we have to bring it down a notch or two to say, okay, he's not Rodgers. He's never going to be Rodgers, but let's see if he can be above serviceable and above average. And if he can, then you've got something. And so we're going to have to lower our expectations a little bit, but that's part of it is I feel bad for him. They always say... You know, you you never want to replace a legend. You want to be re, you want to replace the guy who replaces the legend because the guy that replaced the legend never lives up to expectations. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young, they're like, you know, they're they're apparitions. That just doesn't happen. But we've seen it far too often where somebody leaves. And now you look and say, man, it's so hard to live up to what the the bar, the standard was. Look at poor Mac Jones in New England right now. Not a bad quarterback, but he's not Tom Brady. As a matter of fact, in the offseason, they were shopping him, you know. And so there's already animosity between him and his head coach as to whether or not he's even going to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots. So I I, I feel kind of bad. As much as I've stated I'm not a big Jordan Love fan, I feel kind of bad for him right now feel kind of bad for him right now. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. we got a lot going on. If you're watching on the live stream, you're seeing all kinds of different shots today. Uh, everything from right now up above looking way out over uh, Elkhart Lake. And you can see just for miles via the horizon. Uh, and then you've got the media center. And they're getting ready to uh, put some more cars on the grid and get another bunch of hot laps going today, which is exciting here. You've got the Brewers down in the ATL. So we got a lot going on. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show, this portion of the program, being brought to you by our friends over there at uh, the Rock Complex. They are in Franklin, Wisconsin. And uh, down in Franklin, you can find the Rock Sports Complex, Franklin Field, Lux Air, the Umbrella Bar, all the different fields, the pizzeria. It's a whole complex of a lot of entertaining stuff. So I highly, highly recommend it. And thanks to them for being a part of the program. And thanks to them as well for being the landing spot after our first lag 
motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. Sunday, September 3rd. So we were really looking forward to working with our friends out at the Rock Sports Complex yet again this season. Stay tuned. We should start uh, hearing from drivers coming up here shortly. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. We are here at Road America, and we are brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Land and Sea Travel Cruise Planners. Get a hold of one of our, our buddy Kirk over there at Cruise Planners, as a matter of fact. And uh, whether you're taking a big vacation and you want to finance it, or just a small getaway and you want to just go someplace uh, that has some beaches, he can help you out. Find our friends over there at Cruise Planners. Cruise Planners, great people, great place. Uh, very uh, much into our work with uh, the uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin. So uh, awesome, awesome stuff from our friends over there at Cruise Planners. We should be talking with uh, a couple of the different drivers coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, and uh, they should be swinging by and saying hello. So we'll be t- chatting with them here in just a little while as well. In the meantime, the questions remain whether or not uh, the criticism of Jordan Love is warranted at this point in his career. He's only two, three practices <laughs> into a, his, his training camp as the lead dog for the Green Bay Packers. Whether or not he should even be criticized at this point. But, like I said, I feel bad for him because there is a certain level of standard that we as Packers fans are accustomed to. And when you don't see that... You kind of raise an eyebrow. And already there is, you hear the whispers of, oh, boy, did they make a mistake. Oh, I see now why they didn't give him a long-term deal. Oh, boy, what, at what point does Goodikins pull the plug and realize he made the mistake? Oh, boy, what could have been had they not chosen love? Oh, boy, all this stuff yesterday. This was all conversational as you're just kind of walking around and saying hi to people. And we were at D2. We're talking to a few fans and then standing inside the pro shop. And you get that, hey, hey, unit, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Where are you from? Okay, great to see you. And then it's like, so what do you think of Jordan Love? Boy, he didn't look too good today. I've been coming to these things for 27 years. I've been coming to these things since Moses was a baby. I've been coming to these things since Christ built just City Field. Oh, my God. You know, and I'm like, Wow. Not a lot of love for love right now. There's a lot of optimism, and it doesn't seem to be affecting what guys inside the locker room are saying. But damn, yesterday was one of those days. Uh, 877-867-1670. I want to hear. um, We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up. Uh, Matt LaFleur spoke uh, today. Uh, There was a lot of questions about Jordan Love, obviously, and about the progress of camp so far. And we're going to hear that uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned for that. Um, We'll take a break early, and then you can hear it to finish off the first hour. But I I just am a little bit – I got to admit, I'm a little surprised that there's this much this early. Because I thought early on he didn't look bad. What we saw – I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't terrible. It was certainly wasn't warranting the, the large amount of criticism. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. However, however, 
This is the next question. Are you now concerned? Are you now concerned? That's it. Are you now concerned? There is a standard in Green Bay if you look at what is supposed to be a pretty good defense, what is supposed to be a pretty good offensive line, what is supposed to be a pretty good offensive backfield. You've got up-and-comers, wide receivers, tight ends, that supposed to be, they're supposed to grow and get better. And there is one angle to all of this that can throw you into the level of concern. But is there concern? Should there be concern? Should there be concern? See, I, I think it's far too early yet in this camp to really start. And this is me, remember. <laughs> this is me. I think it's too early to start throwing the, oh, my God, what did they do, daggers out. We know exactly what they did. It's To me, it's just too early to start throwing that out there right now. I, I will say the only concern I have, the only one, I know that a bunch of those guys had Jordan Love's back, and they've got camaraderie, and they went out to L.A., and they worked out with them, and they went and hung with them. They built up a lot of rapport with Jordan Love and their teammates. It's what you want. There is absolutely positively nothing wrong with doing that. As a matter of fact, there's probably more positive than anything negative that could come out of that. Absolutely. Okay? However, I don't think like this, but this was brought to my attention. What if, say, love has some bad habits that you, you just can't break, that that's his tendencies, that's his thing, okay? And you start having young wide receivers, young tight ends follow bad habits or follow less than stellar play. Do they then does it then diminish their thought processes? Does it diminish their ability? You know, kind of like the old adage of playing down to the competition, right? Could it hurt their growth? And that's, I think, a legitimate question. I, I'm, I think these are preponderances that are far, far, far too early to even really, truly be discussed, to be honest. But I still think in a month, if things persist, that there's a legitimacy there. But right now, eh, come on. You're two practices in the training camp. I mean, and he's... A, Two practices in the training camp as the main guy. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, but as noted over on the live stream, and a couple of you are absolutely right, look, Rodgers had pressure. He handled it. Love has pressure following Rodgers and following Favre. Rodgers was following Favre in, a, in an incredibly, I don't know what was more controversial. Favre and the retirement and the unretirement and trying to force his way back into Green Bay or what Rodgers did and how it became contentious between him and the organization and the organization basically saying, no, we tried to call you. Rodgers saying, no, we didn't. Uh, you know, you got to FaceTime me, bro, and all that kind of stuff. Remember all that? So what was more controversial? Because remember, I, there were people, there were throngs of people at Packers training camp holding up signs, bring back Brett. 
bring Brett Brack, bring back Brett.com became a thing. People were booing Rogers at training camp. Didn't want him, didn't want to see him. Rogers went through all of that, survived that. So for what's going on with Jordan Love, I think most people at this point in time, they were like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm done with the drama. Go ahead and move. Let's just move on to Jordan Love. Let's just just be calm. Just to breathe, just to have something, a a sense of normalcy. We're going to welcome the calm. Bring it in. So I don't think anybody is holding up bring back Aaron signs at camp, right? So Jordan Love, yeah, he's got pressure, no doubt. But I don't think he even has the same amount of pressure as Rodgers did when Rodgers took over for Favre. So the whole thing about pressure, that's fine. But every day he runs out of that tunnel, he's going to have pressure. And if you can't adapt to pressure, you're going you're gonna to crumble in the National Football League. You will crumble. So the pressure thing, I get it. Maybe it's legit. But if that's where, you're, that's where you got to go to say this is what Jordan Love can't handle or isn't, isn't doing well with, Oh, that's a scary thought. 877-867-1670. We're going to break. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur when we come back. Broadcasting live here at Road America. Off to a fast start today. Good stuff today. As a matter of fact, they're lining up over on the grid. The Trans Am Series getting ready to uh, take to the track. Uh, excuse me. The Porsche Carrera Cup is getting ready to go on, and they're going to do some qualifying for that here in just a few moments. So stay tuned. You'll probably hear them roaring by. Got a lot more. Uh, I, I love broadcasting here. I love this place. This is the National Park of Speed. It is like a national park with a racetrack in the middle of it. There's so much to do, so much to see, so many great places, little nooks, crannies, nuances to this place. Camping is awesome. Can't wait. Last night, had a great time before the storm hit with the bonfire and the s'mores and the camp out. And, oh, I had me a couple of beverages. I had a good cigar. No bugs, which was awesome. It was just, oh, what a good night last night. Love this place. Road America, nothing like it. They're racing live here tomorrow for the Xfinity Series starting at 2 o'clock. Tickets are still available. Go to RoadAmerica.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. On the air, we are live at Road America. Having a great time today. You've got uh, the Porsche Carrera Cup qualifying going on right now. If you hear a little bit of that in the background, I have not to drop the mic outside. I have to admit, I have not uh, have not done that as of yet. Uh, we can always do it and maybe throw a microphone outside. You get a little bit of the effect of the cars flying past. Not that uh, you want too much of that, otherwise it overwhelms. But Maybe some of that a little bit later. Anyway, for right now, though, uh, we want to hear from Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur addressing the media a little bit earlier today. Take a listen. Describe the, you know, while you're installing a playbook and you're getting a lot of new players acclimated to the routine of training camp, what the competition period is in these practices. Yeah, there's a different theme each each day in terms of what what we're trying to get accomplished. Um, But I I do think there's a lot of benefit in terms of you can feel the intensity kind of raise up a little bit. Guys are, are talking a little bit more trash to one another, and that naturally heightens the intensity and... Um, these guys want to compete, and we, we're competing in every period, but we just have a, a consequence for, for the loser that doesn't win the competition period. 
including myself. I'm always a loser, so. <laughs> yes. Push-ups, whatever. Whatever, whatever the guys decide. Well, uh, yesterday we called on uh, Dre and Aaron Jones, and they came up with it. So. Devontae wasn't very happy with somebody. Since he said he wasn't going up. Now, I think I mean, he's joking. He's totally happy with somebody. I don't know. Steno was getting after though. Was it? I, I expect our, our coaches got to be the models. So. Um. On the cutbacks for practice day, how do we get to this point where, I mean, you were a part of two days, both as a player and young and as an assistant coach, um, and now we're here in the three and you feel the need to taper it back. How, I'm not trying to be negative, criticizing this, but there's got to be a, a theory to the, to the reason behind it. So, what, so why yeah, yeah, I think there's just so much information. And, um, you know, you can use it however you want, and certainly there's, there's definitely some benefit to try to power them through, but... I, I firmly believe that for us to be at our best, we need everybody available. And so it kind of mitigates the risk of injury a little bit. And, uh, and I still think as long as our guys are intentional about their work, you can still get a lot out of the periods and a lot out of the practice. Um, you know, and there'll be a time to kind of push through, especially in the next couple of weeks. Tomorrow is a padded practice, but are you going to no, so we can't, we cannot do it for the first four days, so. So pads on Monday then? Correct. Right. Yeah. Matt, there's been kind of a controversy whether, you know, teams should pay running backs or not. I'm not talking contracts uh, specifically with you, but when it comes to production for that position, the running backs, how valuable is that when it comes to your team? Well, I think you've seen it with our guys, and, you know, we we're pretty fortunate for the backs that we have, and um, everybody's going to have a different theory on and philosophy for how they value that position, and, um, yeah, that's, I don't really have a ton to say on it, to be honest with you. Matt, Matt what differences have you seen physically and or mentally with Zach Tom as he starts year two here? Well, there's, there's always a, a hopefully a, a huge jump for these guys in terms of their knowledge of what is expected of them and, you know, just getting a feel for how the, the opposition, um, you know, just some of the moves or whatever it may be, the techniques that the D linemen are using. And so hopefully Zach is, feels a lot more comfortable. I think he's looked pretty good the first couple of days and he's got to continue to do that. I mean, we're only two days in in camp and, uh, but I think, you know, the one thing that I can say about Zach is, and we saw it last year, the moment was never too big for him. I mean, he got called up in, in pregame twice of, hey, buddy, you're starting. And, uh, you know, there was no flinch to his game at whatsoever. He went out there and he competed, and I thought he did a pretty good job. Obviously, you want to make everything as comfortable for him as possible. Does that accelerate how quickly you'd like to have this right tackle starting position sealed and, and, and know who that's going to be? I, I, th I think you got to let, let it happen naturally, let it happen organically, and hopefully that the way the schedule's set up now with having two weeks before, you know, from the last preseason game to your first game, um, hopefully that gives us enough time. And these guys, we're, we're doing a... Um, you know, a lot of shuffling of the offensive line. So, um, you know, I think there's enough time basically to, to figure it out along the way. With Bakhtiari probably missing practice regularly, 
is Diamond going to get enough work at right tackle, or will you change on who fills in for Bakhtiari on different days? Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be totally fluid. We, we, you guys know, and you've seen it. We want to cross train these guys as much as possible. It just gives us so much more flexibility to put put out who we feel like is going to give us the best opportunity to win games, and so it, it kind of naturally happens. And I feel like everywhere I've been, you know, you try to give as many guys opportunities in different spots and just see how they respond to those situations. Bless you. Matt, how fortunate are you, okay. how fortunate are you uh, to have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and that type of leadership in that running back room? Uh, extremely fortunate. I think it, it starts, you know, with, with Ben Sermons and the expectations and standards he holds that room to, and those guys have embraced that from day one. And from the moment I got here, you know, I've been with Aaron Jones every year that, that I've been here. And, um it's been fun to watch him mature, not only as a football player, but as a, as a person and just the leadership that he brings to our football team, not only as uh, by his actions, but now by his words. And um, he backs it up every time he steps out on the field. We saw Jair Alexander getting some medical attention. Was it just cramps yesterday or is there any concern there? No, there was no concern. And I felt really good when I saw him backpedaling after practice. Um, Josiah's been a valuable role player for the last couple of years. Is there a potential bigger role? I'm not saying a feature receiver, but more of a hand in the ball kind of guy. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I think, you know, he, he's a guy that has a lot of versatility in, in terms of um, whether he's in the backfield, whether he's in a wing position, we can split him out. Um, so it's just, you know, him getting those opportunities and then taking advantage of them. Contacted Zach Taylor after Joe went down yesterday, but how does that change things going into the, the joint practices in a couple weeks? Yeah, I, I've had no co uh, communication with Zach. I shot him a text and just said, "I hope you know your QB is okay." Um, and certainly, we're looking forward to him being in there. I mean, he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the National Football League, and I just love how the guy competes. And we saw it firsthand. I want to say, was it two years ago when we played him? I just, he is as tough as they come. I mean, just, I, I remember that one shot he took. I thought he was definitely going to be out of the game, and then he's he's in there the next series. And I was like, man, they don't make too many guys like this. So certainly, I hope he's okay because I, I mean, uh, you never want to see that with any with any player, uh, let alone a guy like uh, the stature of, of Joe Burrow. Two more, please. Tyler Goodson yesterday was doing some of the jet sweep stuff and out wide. Do you see him in maybe sort of a similar role to what you did with Tyler Irvin in the past? And is that, you know, just kind of an opportunity to get him on the field more potentially? Yeah, potentially. I think, um, you know, we're going to experiment with a lot of these guys and see who, who can adapt and adjust and give us the best opportunity to move the ball down the field. And um, I, I just think that philosophically, the more you can do as a player, uh, that they definitely enhances your chances of making our football team and making an impact on our team. What have you seen from Malik Heath uh, this summer, whether it was OTAs or minicamp and now in training camp? Malik's done a lot of great things. Um, you, you see it. He's he's really he's a strong, strong football player. Um, he can run through contact. He does a good job of, of releasing off the line of scrimmage and widening corners when he's getting press coverage, just ripping through. Um, you know, he's, he's got really good ball skills, and he's a bigger guy. So I think Malik's shown us what he can do, and now it's about the consistency of which he does it because, um, like, like all these young players, like any player, 
it's it's all about that. Just how consistently can you do it down in and down out? And um, you know, he had a situation yesterday where you know he ran the wrong route and he kind of put his head down. I'm like, dude, you you, you can't worry about that. Mistakes are going to happen. It's all about how you respond. But I think he is a talented young player, a guy that. We really look forward to to putting in some some situations and see how he responds in the game. There you go. That's Matt LaFleur. Let's step away, take a quick break, come back. Top of the hour. We'll be back right after this.